I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth Emission. Smashed windows, stolen property, vandalism. It's becoming expensive for restaurant owners to stay afloat in downtown Oakland. They're spending thousands of dollars to fix broken windows and install security gates and other barriers. And for many of them, it's all out of pocket because insurance companies are refusing to cover them because of their location. It's a persistent issue without real long-term solutions. And it's putting business owners on edge, especially after an Oakland baker died after being robbed in a bank parking lot in February. Chronicle food reporter Elena Kidvani recently spent some time talking to restaurant, bar, and cafe owners in downtown Oakland to see how they're feeling. She joins me to discuss how they want the city to address the problem and what it feels like for them to weigh in on the increasingly politicized debate about solutions to crime. Later, William Sue, co-owner and founder of the popular bar Viridian, joins me to discuss why he wanted to open his business in his native Oakland and why staying there is important to him. First, a conversation about what's happening to businesses in downtown Oakland. Elena Cavani, thanks for being here. You've tackled so many challenges facing the restaurant industry in recent years. Why did you want to do this story? It really started to feel like crime was just constantly cropping up, whether that was in my conversations with restaurant owners about totally unrelated topics that we would end up talking about how they had been affected by crime recently on social media, photos of restaurants having their windows smashed in and posting pleas for help. And the Chronicle has done many of the sort of one-off stories on business break-ins in recent months. And we started talking about how we could approach this topic in a bigger picture, thoughtful way that also wouldn't feel alarmist. And it was really clear that this was something that restaurants and bars are being significantly impacted by. So we wanted to give voice to that. And we kind of had this hypothesis too, that after the pandemic and labor shortages and supply chain issues and inflation, that this was now the issue of the moment for many restaurants in the Bay Area. And my reporting really bore that out. I put that question to all the owners who I spoke with, and they all agreed. And you spoke to restaurant owners in Oakland about how they're feeling after facing persistent burglaries and vandalism. Tell me more about what the mood is like for them. How are they feeling? Yeah, my interviews for this story were quite heavy, to be honest, but really powerful and super compelling. These owners are struggling with what feels like sort of an endless wave of crime, frequently broken windows, which are costly to repair and replace, and theft, like stolen safes. The owner of Taiho, a Vietnamese restaurant in downtown Oakland, talked about how she feels anxious just about her phone going off early in the morning because she's worried it will be a notification of another break-in. And the owners of Low Bar, a cocktail bar in downtown Oakland, had to come in at 3 a.m. one night when one of them was on maternity leave after having his first child, and they built this makeshift barricade to protect the restaurant from a broken door. Many of them were also really shaken by the death of Jen Angel, who was a well-known bakery owner who was robbed in downtown Oakland in February and died afterwards. And I think they all love Oakland, and they're really committed to being there and doing business there, but it's just hard to not feel very helpless in the face of all of this. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these restaurant owners, after facing vandalism and broken windows like you're describing, you know, they file insurance claims over and over again. And it's gotten to this point. It's so bad that some insurance companies are refusing to cover their businesses anymore. Tell me more about that challenge. 
Yeah, that was news to me and felt like a really important indication of how severe it's gotten for some businesses. The owner of Awaken Cafe, which is a popular coffee shop in downtown Oakland, lost his insurance carrier 15 years after multiple break-ins. And it forced him into the secondary insurance market, which means that he just has less coverage for his business. So if, if that cafe was to have its windows broken in this week, it would not be covered. And I also spoke with an Oakland insurance broker who said he's seeing insurance companies declining coverage because of crime rates in Oakland, which he compared to insurance companies not wanting to cover homes in regions that are at high risk for wildfire. So what does that mean, Elena? Does it mean that some restaurant owners are now at this point even hesitant to file claims? They just pay the damages out of pocket? Yes, many of them said that of just, you know, they're worried of getting dropped by their insurance carrier or their premiums going up. So they're just paying out of pocket or the repairs, while expensive, don't actually reach their insurance deductible. So they just have to pay for it themselves. What kinds of strategies are owners employing now to try to protect their businesses? You mentioned this makeshift barricade that one owner tried out. What other things are they trying Many of them have done what they can to bolster security. The people at Lobar did add a security gate. Other owners I talked to said they're thinking about that, but they're also really reluctant to do that because they think visually it sort of makes the neighborhood feel less welcoming. At Lobar as well, when they had to sort of make that barricade, they also had a life-size cutout of Buddy the Elf that they stood in the bar to make it look like someone was inside. They say they tell customers not to leave anything out in their cars. One of the owners of Viridian, a bar in in downtown Oakland, said that they do tell their customers that often, but they've had to even sort of step outside during service and help customers clean up broken glass after their windows get smashed in. A life-size cutout certainly seems like a low-cost deterrent. What did the owners share with you about the financial burden they're feeling from all of this? Replacing the glass for broken windows can be quite expensive. And also adding sort of new security features can be quite expensive. The owners of Lobar said they've spent in the tens of thousands of dollars since opening. And like you said, it's just another financial hit among many. Right now, businesses are still struggling with lingering effects of the pandemic and uneven sales. I also spoke to the owner of Farley's, which is a cafe in downtown Oakland, who said given the slim margins of the restaurant industry, one broken window could wipe out one day of profit. So it is really impactful. And Elena, as we know, business owners aren't alone. Many Bay Area residents are on edge because property crime is up in the region. Has there been this noticeable spike in commercial burglaries? What does the data actually tell us? Yeah, I think part of our interest in doing this story was also looking at the data and seeing if it bore out what restaurant bar owners are feeling sort of on the ground. And the answer is yes, it has gone up. We looked specifically at data in downtown Oakland, comparing it from 2019 through 2023. And while the number of reported crimes related to theft and vandalism in downtown Oakland dropped dramatically in 2020, obviously during the pandemic and the shutdown orders, reported rates of these crimes soared starting around last April. And Oakland reported a monthly average of 100 to 120 crimes related to theft, commercial burglary, robbery, or vandalism throughout most of last year, which was higher than any period in 2019 through 2021. And then late last year and early this year, these specific types of crime appear to be 
falling once again. But it is worth noting that this is just the crimes that have been reported to the police department, so it might not sort of capture the full picture of what's going on. Data aside, restaurant owners are feeling the impacts of these crimes. So what has the Oakland Police Department done to address these real concerns? So most of these owners do file police reports when their businesses are burglarized, but they acknowledge that there's really little the police can do, you know, if they show up after the fact and it's really hard to catch the perpetrators. The city has recently said that it's deploying more officers to patrol particular neighborhoods in Oakland to address public safety concerns. But I think there is a sense of frustration that both understanding it's hard for the police to address and then feeling frustrated by sort of the effects of that. And aside from seeking help from the police department, which it sounds like they're limited anyways, are owners looking for help and support from the city in a different way? Yes, several of them mentioned Oakland's Safety and Maintenance Ambassador Program, which employs ambassadors who walk around the neighborhoods. They offer safety escorts. They clean up graffiti. People said they do provide sort of a safe presence there, and they're not armed at all. And so they said they would like to see more funding given to this program to be able to expand the number of people, the patrollers, and also to have them out at night rather than just at daytime since at night and early in the morning is when many of these crimes occur. Mm. And the owner of Awaken Cafe has also been talking to the city about asking downtown businesses to require employees to work in person one day a week to bring people back to the neighborhood. And he sees this as a productive way to combat crime and make the area feel safe and vibrant. And that's similar to the most recent episode of our sister podcast, SF Next, Fixing Our City. It's about the negative effects of San Francisco's empty downtown. Elena, how are business owners in Oakland supporting each other through these kinds of challenges? Yeah, part of the reason I actually decided to focus on downtown Oakland in particular was that as I started my reporting, I heard that there was a group of restaurants and bars mostly bars, who were organizing a coalition together to respond to crime and other issues as a group and to share resources and just to say like, hey, I'm going through this. Are you? What can we do about it? And I hadn't heard of that happening before. So I thought that was really interesting. So it sounds like, you know, the community is trying to pull together. And that's important because, of course, we want restaurants and businesses to stay local. Our region has such a robust and unique food scene. And clearly, you know, these kinds of concerns might be making them consider moving their businesses elsewhere. Are you worried about that, especially when it comes to sort of the livelihood of our unique food scene of our region? I asked each of them about this. And while they're humans, they all said, of course, they've sort of thought about this. I don't think any of them genuinely want to or will relocate. They all have such deep love for Oakland. Many of them were born and raised there and they want to be there and they want to run their businesses there and are very committed to that community. They just feel at a loss for what they're dealing with right now. Well, Elena, thank you so much for highlighting their concerns and thanks for your story. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Elena Kadvani is a food reporter at The Chronicle. Despite all the challenges and fears of crime in downtown Oakland, some business owners are determined to stay in the city. William Sue of the Oakland Bar Viridian joins me after the break to explain why. 
You're listening to Fifth and Mission. If you have a comment or there's a story you think we should cover, let us know. You can email us at fifth, that's F-I-F-T-H, at sfchronicle.com, or leave us a voicemail at 415-777-6156. Before the break, Chronicle reporter Elena Kedvani talked about the persistent crimes that Oakland restaurant and bar owners are facing. One of them joins me now to share his perspective. William Sue is the co-owner and founder of Viridian, a popular bar located at Broadway and Grand in downtown Oakland. William, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. William, Viridian is one of my favorite go-to spots to grab a bite and a cocktail in Oakland, and lots of Bay Area folks feel the same. When you first opened Viridian, what was your vision for the business and why did you want to see it come to life in Oakland? Being an Oakland native, we always wanted to open in Oakland. For me, Oakland has always been home. And working in San Francisco is great and like the clientele out there is fantastic. But it came to a point where we, I realized that most of the people that were visiting the restaurant that I was working at before were coming from, not from San Francisco, they were coming from the East Bay or wherever. And kind of really got me thinking like, oh, wow, like I think, you know, Oakland could be ready for something like a Viridian. We wanted to be able to provide our community with something that they don't have to travel across the bridge for. Viridian is kind of an ode to the Asian American experience. We'll have certain dishes that our guests will resonate with. And for us, you know, seeing that joy in their face when they taste something that's so familiar yet, you know, kind of redone in a contemporary way, that's that's the whole reason why we do it. We get such a diverse crowd that comes through, which helps us tell our stories of the Asian American experience. And I think a lot of people do understand that growing up in Oakland, or, or at least living there for a long time, that they are exposed to a lot of the flavors that, you know, we grew up with as children. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you've been very busy. And at the same time, you, like other uh, business owners in downtown Oakland, have had to face persistent crime. What have the past few years been like for Viridian? So we opened six weeks before the pandemic. There was like BLM protests and everybody boarded up their windows and, you know, there's like graffiti everywhere. But during those times, we've never once boarded up our windows. Not once. Like we are here, you know, with standing with the community and we just didn't feel the need to. And it was fine. Nothing, nothing ever happened to our storefront. But I think the first time we experienced any crime was right after our first red envelope, which is kind of this month-long Lunar New Year celebration that we do every February. So the first one we had was in 2022. We have the busiest month we've ever had. And we get a call from Revere. And he's like, hey, I think somebody broke your door window. So we checked the footage. And yeah, someone probably... 4 a.m. hit the glass. So since they couldn't break break it like open, they just left. But this year, this happened right before we were about to start decorating. But this time around, yeah, they they actually got in. They had 
obviously scoped out the place before and went straight to the office, ransacked it, took our safe. The frustration of having to deal with, you know, again, and file the police report and call the glass guy. And then we have to replace the dichroic film, which, you know, it has a lead time. And so it just made for a very stressful beginning of what is supposed to be a celebration of bringing your community together and celebrating, you know, good wealth and good fortune and good health. My colleague Elena Kadvani was detailing how expensive these crimes can be, especially for businesses that are still trying to recover from the pandemic and face other challenges like inflation costs. But I also wonder about the emotional or mental costs, too. What has it been like for you and the Verdian team to sort of keep existing, knowing that anything can sort of happen whenever? It's it's really disheartening because we don't want to distrust our community. All we have is our community, right? And so when we start doing things like putting up gates, it kind of makes the, the neighborhood feel more unsafe than it is. It just makes the neighborhood feel you know, no longer like a welcoming place. And working in hospitality, like that's what we want to provide all the time is provide a welcoming space. And I know a lot of people do have have like security shutters and security gates, but the idea of it doesn't doesn't really sit right with me. I don't want to project that out onto, you know, our neighborhood and and I don't want to like have to feel like I'm at risk all the time. But the reality is we don't see a way out yet. And so it is really disheartening. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, we're still committed to Oakland and we always will be. It's it's home. Mm-hmm. And equally disheartening is that insurers have been hesitant to cover businesses in downtown Oakland. Has that been your experience as well? Absolutely. <laughs> we were doing a year end audit and we're like, oh, well, let's start shopping around and see if like we can get a more competitive rate. And nobody would insure us. <laughs> we submitted one claim this year and that was our only claim ever. Hmm. And even then, there, there were nobody. We're fortunate enough to be in a position where, yeah, we could pay out of pocket for it, but at the same time, you know, if we submitted to insurance and they drop us, it's like, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. you obviously need insurance, but, you know, if you're constantly getting broken into, you can't really make those claims. So then what are you paying the insurance for? Mm-hmm. So it's just, yeah, it's a very kind of sticky situation. William, how do you want the city of Oakland to address these issues? I don't think there's like, like one magic bullet that will fix all of the crime in Oakland. It's such a kind of systemic problem and there's short-term solutions. Short-term solutions are great, but we should just work towards a a nice long-term solution that is lasting. Like every, Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone says, yeah, more patrols, you know, more enforcement, but I mean, really like, I don't, there's a, there's, there's a cop car park, like, you know, a block away. So that's obviously not the case. I think more community outreach, more, you know, allocation of resources in underserved neighborhoods. You know, I think just bringing more people into the conversation is always a good thing. Have you ever considered moving Viridian elsewhere? 
I think we would always want to have Viridian in Oakland and I, I would love to have a something in, you know, even Oakland Chinatown. My mom worked in Chinatown for 20 something years at Asian Health Services and I would, you know, love to contribute to that community, a little nightlife spot destination. I think that that is one solution to help alleviate crime is just to like have a very bustling area. Mm-hmm. Chinatown at night is a ghost town and nobody wants to go out because everybody's scared. But if you create something that brings people in brings people together then it kind of creates its own little safety bubble william it sounds like for viridian it's oakland or bust what would make you want to leave the city i mean i don't think i'd ever leave oakland it it the weather's beautiful here the food's great the people are wonderful it would take you know like it's a giant earthquake leveling the city then i would leave Mm. for a little bit and then probably come back. (laughs) William, thank you so much for sharing your perspective. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. William Sue is the co-owner and founder of the bar Viridian in downtown Oakland. Thanks to him and reporter Elena Kadvani for speaking with me. You can find Elena's story online about how Oakland's restaurants are grappling with crime. It's at sfchronicle.com and on the Chronicle app. Thank you to King Kaufman for editing this episode and to you for listening. <laughs>